my happiness was dependent on yeah. my current situation. Yeah. So it was like, if we're both good, I'm happy. I'm good. Mm. If something happened, oh, I'm in tears. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going down the I'm spiraling. I'm not right. okay. So I really have had to take a deep look into my needs and like my need for someone like to be so latched on to someone else's emotions. I really had to do a lot of detaching with love mm-hmm. and learning right. that. And I think it's a constant practice. Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra, and this is Detached. We're two women in our mid-20s who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Detached. I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. And I'm going to pass the little mic to Sierra because she has some exciting news. Yes, I got engaged. (laughs) Very, very, very exciting. Um, Yeah, I am like speechless um i'm her ring is like literally unreal (laughs) i'm like please post that on the detached insta because everyone needs to see it (laughs) yes he did a great job um shout out (laughs) Jaden. um yeah no i'm super excited and honestly like i was sharing in my aa home group meeting the other night like how it's really just a testament to like how much the program works and just like I don't know, like, just in general, like, trusting your higher power and, um, which I know sounds kind of, like, silly or cliche, but, like, It doesn't appear in the program. Yeah, right, exactly. But, like, you know, and and the program talks about, like, the promises, which I think we've talked about a little bit on the show, but, like, it's, like, my life where it's at right now, like, I got a new job that I am so freaking excited about and I start next, uh, let's see, a week from Monday, and I'm engaged, like, to, I don't even, I can't even put into words, like, how incredibly thoughtful and loving and supportive and amazing um, this man is, and, <laughs> and it's, like, it's wild, and, and you guys have heard the story of how we met, like, I mean, really just, <clears throat> you know, looking back and talking to some of the other home group members, like, where I was two years ago, um, you know, I, I came back to AA after taking a little unwell hiatus um, <laughs> from it. Like, I was so broken. Like, everything in my life was not going how I wanted it to go. I, I was at, like, an emotional rock bottom. Um, still sober, which I want to note always because I did, you know, maintain my sobriety. But my recovery was not really there. And um, I it was you know, that, that relationship was like not right for me. And I was like at the point where I had to move on from it. And, and just to be able to sit here like two years later and share how, like how unbelievable my life is because I've been working this program and trusting God and like allowing other people to support me. Um, in life I, I just yeah well I love I think reflection is so yeah. important especially it has been for me in the program to kind of you know on those days where it's hard to find gratitude mm-hmm. you know and it's you're kind of like sitting with yourself and your mm. thoughts you're like oh today's really hard yeah and then you know I hear that language oh I'm mm. saying things are hard and then I remember that I'm making a beautiful meal for myself I have right I'm really happy with where I am or, right. you know, just like the events that are going on in my right. life and surrounding and how grateful I am for that. Right. Um, so I think that reflection is incredibly mm-hmm. important. And I think that might be kind of part of the topic that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'll kind of let Sierra introduce that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, like all of this has really just got me thinking back to you know where where I was a couple years ago and the relationship that I was in um 
<clears throat> and, you know, we actually had somebody write in and kind of ask a few questions and stuff about the podcast, which I just, like... It's so, so cool. So amazing. Like, that is just so cool. Um, and it's it's just... I love that we get to actually, like, first of all, the fact that we're, like, helping anybody is, like, I'm the like, coolest I'm thing ever. I'm so insane. Like, that just <laughs> is amazing. Um, but I do want to, you know, we, we want to talk about some of the questions, you know, that, that this person brought up. And um, I think it's really, like, it's, it's wild. It's so timely. I, yeah, it's so timely. Know? It's, like, crazy. Yeah. So, so you know, um, kind of some of the questions were, like, you know, just to talk about what it's like in early recovery and, like, as the loved one of an alcoholic or an addict, like how to support that person early in their recovery while still like maintaining boundaries. Um, uh, my so, favorite topic. Yes. And I think it's so interesting because, you know, the, the kind of like you can speak to what it's like to support somebody in that place or like when things are not going that way, yeah. right? And then I can also speak to, you know, what it was like, what I needed, um, in terms of support and early recovery. And then also what it's like to watch, you know, I your loved one. one go back to rehab and, um, you know, and things not go the way you, you've been wanting yeah. them to go and how to detach from yeah. that. And so. I think we can really speak on, um, maybe what things haven't worked mm-hmm. for us. Because sure. I think that there were a lot, and yeah. I, yeah. I knew that um, I I have always been really good at giving my opinion or suggestions, mm-hmm. thinking that that is helpful, and I have learned over time that if someone isn't asking mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. maybe it needs to be kept to yourself. Right. At least that's what's worked for me right. in the recent, um, in my recent, I guess, life. And that's been super helpful, but I kind of want to let you take a, sure take a, you know. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like the timing is so wild. Like I, so I'm in this weird, like feels like unemployment, but it's not, I just don't start my job for another like week or so. So I'm, you know, cleaning out my whole apartment and, um, getting rid of stuff because when I moved into this apartment, you know, it was kind of a chaotic, like just throw everything in, in a box and, and it was unfortunately a situation like I had to hide the boxes and stuff like so that my partner wouldn't see and kind of had to strategically plan that um, move out. So I'm, I've been going through all these, you know, stuff that I basically shoved into a drawer somewhere and found um, <clears throat> like all, all the, so, so my partner went, my ex-partner went back into rehab a few times when we were together towards the end of our relationship and um, about two years ago around this time, um, you know, they went back in and, and it was, I, I found all these letters that they had, um, written me and, um, it was just interesting, like reading it, reflecting back, thinking about, you know, kind of where my headspace was back then versus where it is now and how I would have handled that differently. I think everything happens as it should you know, everything in life, like, leads us to the moment where we're at now, but, you know, it was very much, like, when, when this person got out of rehab, it was basically, I gave them an ultimatum and said, you know, you have to either go to sober living, or I'm leaving, I'm moving out of our house. Uh, An ultimatum. An ultimatum, (laughs) yeah, and so, you know, they, they decided, after a lot of, like, arguments and stuff, like, they decided to go to sober living, and things were good for a while, um, uh, until until they weren't, mm. and um, I think the biggest takeaway I have from that is like two things: a um, somebody you can't you can't get sober for someone else. Yeah, that's just like Oof. it. It does not like speaking from experience in my own life and of watching other people. Like it doesn't stick. And, like, you might have, like, reasons for why you want to get sober and, like, that's your decision. But if you're doing it because somebody's backing you into a corner, like, from my experience, like, it doesn't stick. Yeah. And that is what I saw happen. And so, you know, I think that's something to be mindful of. Like, and also flipping it back, like, looking at myself, like, I 
nobody told me to go to rehab. It was very obvious that everyone like knew I needed help and wanted me to get help. But I like decided I, I need to stop living this way. And I checked myself into treatment and I'm, you know, still sober because that is a decision that I wanted to make for myself and for the people around me. Um, so that was, that was one big takeaway. Um, and I think I kind of knew in my heart, you know, like when I was giving this ultimatum that like, just trying to force it so hard, like I kind of knew it, that it wasn't going to work. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, like looking back, I, it, it, it caused me a lot more heartache and stuff. It was a lot harder, I think, than if I had just taken a step back and sort of detached and, and focused on myself and like what I needed to do. Like we can, we can support that person, you know, and, and be there for them. If like you were saying, if they want it and if they ask for it, but really at the end of the day, like the best thing we can do is just focus on ourselves. And I think that's the hardest thing to do. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when I first walked into Al-Anon, I was like, wow, I'm going to learn how to help my qualifier. (laughs) Like, this is awesome. You know, like, a whole program, like, focused on helping, like, get them sober. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I quickly learned that that was not it. it. And I had to really focus on my Mm -hmm. own recovery from being a major people pleaser, very controlling, wanting to make sure the outcome was what I needed. And I think it's one of the biggest things that I had to learn was keeping healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I do perfectly every time. I think for me, it was a huge learning process of you know, putting up boundaries that were too insane. And right. I was like, whoa, I'm literally cutting out everyone in my life. Right. And maybe that's not the kind of boundary I want to set. Right. Like, how can I be healthy with choosing the boundaries that I need that help me and also show others that I still love them, but hey, right. I kind of need, this is what I need for right. myself right now. Right. And I think at first I thought that was like very selfish of me of putting up those boundaries and... I now realize that selfish was not the word to use. Mm. I was try I was learning to be healthy. Mm. You know, I was learning how to set those healthy boundaries so I could be the best version of me to show up in other relationships, in partnerships, in friendships, family, whatever it is, where I think I kind of started at this very reactive place and have kind of moved towards being able to respond to situations still don't have you know whoever has the perfect day not me (laughs) we're all still learning but I think I had a really hard time understanding that alcoholism was a disease that I didn't have control over I was like, well, if this person loved me, then Mm -hmm. why can't they stay sober? Or why can't they get sober for me? And that was a little delulu of (laughs) moi. (laughs) Because, you know, how dare I think that someone, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, there were a lot of big feelings, a lot of intense feelings. And I am so happy to have continued my work and my recovery with Al-Anon because I wouldn't be able to show up for myself Mm -hmm. if I didn't keep going. And I think, you know, a few weeks ago, I had taken a two-week hiatus and was like, I feel like I'm going to fall apart. Unwell. And then I went to a different meeting than, you know, my home group. And I was like, how cool is that? That there's a program where if you need it, it's freaking there. there. It's there for you. And, you know, I love that I can put afternoons aside for me. Like, that's my self-care, you know? And if I didn't have that... I, I don't know where I'd be. Right. We wouldn't Ex- be friends. Exactly. Literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, like literally. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important to like, I mean, I don't know if everyone knows this that's been listening, but Sierra and I were very close in college 
and then we kind of were not close for yeah. a while. Um, and because then we both had our, our shit going on. We had our, we and we yeah. were both focused on me, my alcoholism, <laughs> and you like your relationship at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. We had our, you know, little time apart from one another, mm-hmm. and then we kind of reconnected over recovery, mm-hmm. yep. and now we're here. It's yes, so cool. It's amazing. Um, it is. Yeah, I I want to preface this with, like, I had a lot of coffee this morning. I'm, like, really fired Honestly, up I've, like, only had coffee today, so I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. I, Yeah, exactly. I'm very fired up. But um, We're talking a little I, fast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, there's just a lot of things that, yeah. So, so you said boundaries and so I really want to like actually I want to give like examples of yeah. what this what boundaries looks like because I think um you know sometimes we, we touch on the surface level of like what those relationships looked like because we want to keep you know kind of like privacy and also want to stray from like feeling like we're we're blaming the other person or anything like that. But I personally want to give examples of what boundaries looked like for me yeah. when I was still living with that person. Because I think, you know, people listening, it can sound kind of like, well, you know, easy for them to say, like, now they're, you know, moved out, like, moved on, like, you know, yeah. probably wasn't that hard. But, like, all it this, was it was hard, yeah. yeah. And, like, all this reflection is really, like, kind of, like, really made me think about that stuff. Um, and... And, and have gratitude that I'm not in that place anymore. But I think it's helpful to hear real examples. So, like, for me, you know, I was living with this person who was, you know, very sick at the time. Um, and let's see, uh, they had gone back to rehab in no- November of 2021. And so that was kind of when, like, the, the shift for me started happening of, like, wh- okay, like long term like is is this what I want to do like do I want to be taking care of you know in my mind what I thought was like me saving somebody and taking care of them for the rest of my life and like completely neglecting myself and my recovery and um you know I, I before this person went to rehab like the ways I set I started to set boundaries for myself was I started going back to AA started going to meetings again And, you know, there'd be times where they would, like, be, you know, at a a point where I was like, oh, my gosh, they need me. Like, they're, Mm. you know, crying and, like, not well and, like, or going through withdrawals. Like, they need me. But, like, my meeting is in, you know, 30 minutes. And I'd be like, I'm going. Like, I'm going. Like, this is, like, this is what I need. And, um, it wasn't because I didn't like care about what they were going through or anything like that. It was like, I need this to be able to keep focusing on myself, um, and keep being okay. And like the more and more I did that, um, the more I became neutral to what they were doing. And I think that is the goal. Like when you're in that situation, if you're in a physical situation where you can't you know, separate yourself, um, from somebody who's, like, actively using or drinking, like, do what you can for yourself to become neutral to it. Um, still safe. Safety is super important. I had a couple times where I had to leave and go sleep somewhere else. Um, but it was like I was, had other things in my life that filled my cup and, like, pulled me out of that headspace where I was just my whole world was like teetering on whether this person was okay or not okay and I I was like able to look forward to those things and like be pulled out of that a little bit so that what they did if I came home and the house smelled like fucking heroin again like I was still okay I would be like okay sucks I'm going to get my stuff and I'm, I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to call a friend and I'm, I'm going to go to a meeting or I'm going to go, you know, to dinner with somebody. Like, I'm going to get myself out of this and, like, separate myself from it. And it took a while of that to be like, okay, like, I, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. But I think that, that became my main focus versus trying to fix them. And that is where, like, the big shift, like, happened for me where I started to become okay because I was like, 
regardless of what this person is doing in my life, I need to still have boundaries and like keep choosing myself over them. No matter what's happening with them, I have to choose myself. And I love that. Yeah. And, and it, and it started to sort of break that like codependency a bit, which is good for both people. I think that's, that's like the part that we miss. It's like, like you were saying, like it can sound selfish, like choosing yourself, but really it's like, you, you are, you do. it's the healthiest thing you can do for both people. I yeah, mean, like for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I told you I was fired up. Yeah. No, thank you <laughs> for all of that. I, <laughs> I needed to hear that. And I think it was an interesting experience for me. I don't necessarily want to go into my mm-hmm. personal experience, but yeah. I do want to go into like first kind of stepping into Al-Anon because I was still with you know, my qualifier when mm-hmm. I was going into Al-Anon because I thought that it would help me fix, mm-hmm. fix right, the situation. Right. As do a lot of people. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think the more I kept going, the more I started to understand that I like was really neglecting myself mm-hmm. to the point where I was getting like physically ill. Mm-hmm. Like I would, uh, I would get colds, flus. I just, right. I felt so drained and I was in like fight or flight just mm-hmm. all the time And I had made my entire personality about being anxious. And um, I think it took, it took a lot of keep coming back. It took a lot of, you know, choosing me to realize that this is what I needed for myself. And I felt, I did feel at the time that I was letting people down in a certain way. And that just meant that I just had to keep doing my own recovery to understand for me that, wow, choosing me is not selfish. Mm -hmm. I'm not letting anyone down. I'm actually making Hannah Jane incredibly proud. Right. And I think that was kind of the turning point for me really being like, all right, I'm here for me. Right. And once, once that shift happened, I think a lot... It just kind of, like, was like a waterfall, right. you know? Um, it's hard, though. I mean, it's really, as uh, being a chronic people pleaser and someone who's always been kind of a perfectionist, not having things in control feels incredibly unsafe. So I just, I felt so chaotic when just, like, events would happen and I would be like, oh, okay, Time to get into action. Solution one, solution two. Here here are the things that we can choose that I'm going to Mm. feel safest about. Mm -hmm. And I was living someone... I was like, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's like my happiness was dependent on my current situation. So it was like, if we're both good, I'm happy. I'm good. Mm. If something happened, oh, I'm in tears. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going down the... I'm spiraling. I'm not okay. So I really have had to take a deep look into my needs and like my need for someone like to be so latched on to someone else's emotions. I really had to do a lot of detaching with love Mm -hmm. and learning that. And I think it's a constant practice and it's, I'm so grateful for my program because sometimes I'm not, I, I won't say like I haven't, dove into a lot of the literature but the literature that I do read I'm like well I needed this Mm -hmm. today like this is exactly what I needed for myself right and I'm so grateful for all of I guess for all of the things that I've received from Al-Anon like those daily readers man Mm -hmm. are like kind of life-changing I mean you open a page and you're like that's yeah. the exact thing I yeah. needed to hear today. Yeah. And that's when I know that my higher power is really telling me, keep coming right. back. Right. Keep coming back. And we'll link the the yeah. little daily reflection that you're talking about because AA has one too and mm. we can link the um okay. the PDF version of those. Oh, yeah. Because that's be a great. really good place to start. Even if you don't go to meetings and stuff, like literally just reading each of those little daily it's things. so wild. It's like it's – yeah, it, it's really always exactly what, what I need to hear. So, um, yeah, we'll link that. Um, 
oh, a lot of stuff today, man. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good. And I, I the other piece I want to touch on, you know, based on this, um, you know, person's question was, um, like, how to support somebody in early recovery. Mm. And that was something I was thinking about, you know, um, some of the things I also found in going through my desk was, you know, all the, the letters and the cards and stuff, which I am so blessed to be able to have those things, but all yeah. the stuff I, I got from people while I was in rehab. Um, and just, just thinking about how it was back in the beginning and like what I needed and what I didn't need. Um, I think having emotional support mm-hmm. is super important. Um, f- for me, that was really important, like, knowing that, you know, if I was having a really hard day, like, I could call my mom and I could, like, tell her about it. Um, but I, I really think at the end of it, like, having to rely on other people in the program and really get involved in, like, making connections is what helped the most. Because I think had I had somebody in my life who stepped in and sort of did everything for me, I I don't think I would have learned all the things that I did. And I I think early recovery, I mean, you're you're learning how to be an adult again. You know, like you live so much of this time, like, like making selfish choices and being reckless and just, just not being like, I hate to say it, but like a respectable, (laughs) responsible member of society. And so like, when you get sober, like you have to learn how to do all that again. And, um, or maybe even for the first time, for me, it was the first time (laughs) because I was like 20 something. And, um, so I think looking at that at where I felt I was in early recovery and then also being with you know my ex-partner when they were in early recovery like I watched myself jump in and try to do a lot for that person and I think all it did was hinder their recovery I, I think that's all it did because I was like these are the things you need to do you know these are the things that work um like, are you going to meetings? Like, I, yeah. you know, like, checking location. <laughs> oh, and like, God. are you going to meetings? Oh. You know, like, uh, and they're not. And, like, zooming in and be like, oh, my God. Like, they're but not like, there. Like, are you sure you're there? Are you sure they're there? Yeah. Or, like, you know, Did you, you go really to really should. Different yeah. location. Yeah, like, you really should get a sponsor. Like, you know, you really should. Have you, like, done this? And so just, like, it's kind exhausting. of. exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. And also, it's just, like, what, what was that double-headed management that we yeah. really talked about at the, at the Al-Anon meeting last week? Um. It's just, like, I think it made that person want to do that less. And all it did was stress me out. Um, And I think also, like, jumping in and taking care of a lot of things for that person. Like, A, I gave myself this, like, stupid savior complex. So I thought I was doing all the right things, right? And then... B, like, it took that independence away from them. Like, they weren't able to, like, you know, create that life and, like, start to build, like, those things and those connections, like, based on their own desire to do that. It was just more like, okay, well, I have to do this because Sarah's saying I have to do this. And, like, if I don't do this, like, I know she'll break up with me and she'll move out. And Mm. so, and that just doesn't work. It just, it literally does not work. And, and, and I, I just did my amends like with this person and, you know, congratulations. Thank you. Um, it was really hard. Like I wrote a letter and basically apologized for the way I was, um, in that relationship. And I, you know, said, I'm, I'm so sorry for, making you feel like you weren't good enough and projecting that onto you and, you know, not allowing you to have your own recovery. And so 
And, like, that's something I did in sobriety. I mean, like, to look at that. Like, that is, like, and, and that's just, you know, like, we have, we have these programs for a reason. And I think whether, you know, a 12-step program isn't your thing, like, find something that is, you know? Like, yeah. like that, that just helps you be well yourself and not have your happiness depend on whether that other person is okay or not. And it's so, so much easier said. Than, oh, for sure. You know, and for I think sure. that, like, as both of us know, I am the only one that can make my recovery sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, it's not dependent on any other factor but my, uh, like, right. my, myself. Right. And I think that that was, like, really, really hard for me in my personal early recovery because I was like well I am here because I love this Mm -hmm. other person and I can help them I am a solution oriented person Mm -hmm. and I have the best solutions (laughs) and why doesn't why don't they listen to me like what the heck and I think you know, when I, that's, like, when I started, I wasn't going for me, but now I go for me, and wow, what a difference. Mm. I get so much more out of it, and I'm way more sane. Right. I have a lot of serenity, mm-hmm. and I am every moment grateful for that serenity. Right. And I don't know, I think, you know, it's it's hard for me at least to say what someone needs in early recovery Mm -hmm. because I definitely wasn't giving that to my qualifier um, because I wanted that for me. You know, I don't necessarily know if, you know, we all, I I don't know. And Mm -hmm. all, all I can say to any of that is that when I started my recovery, when I continue my recovery, everything feels a little bit better Mm -hmm. each day and I think that support system and that network is invaluable Mm -hmm. because you have people that are going through it too and Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me was knowing that I'm not alone Mm -hmm. in all of my quote-unquote crazy feelings and that was half of it for me because Mm -hmm. I was like I'm so I'm the only person experiencing this in the universe and that's kind of insane to think but in that moment I was at my own personal emotional rock bottom where I was like I have zero idea how to help and that is Mm -hmm. what I was thinking I don't know how to help Mm -hmm. right yeah because I was so dependent on someone else's happiness Mm. that I couldn't I didn't have my own and now I have my own joy Mm -hmm. and that mm, Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's hard. And I think, like, it's hard to even imagine, right, in that moment, like, being in a place where both you and I are at right now. Oh, my God. Like, it's, yeah. Like, had somebody told me, no. like, back in October two years ago, like, oh, in two years, you'll be engaged to somebody who's, like, very healthy and, like, yeah. so sweet, L- loves literally. you, and, like, you know, you'll have a new job and, you know, you'll, you'll have an apartment that you love and like all, all this stuff. Like had somebody told me that, you know, my head would be like, no, but I want, I want to be with this person. I want it to work. And so I just want to point that out because I know that's how it can feel when you're in the relationship. Like I wouldn't have wanted somebody like that sounds great or whatever, but in that moment, like I wouldn't have wanted somebody to tell me like, Oh no, you're gonna you're gonna move on and you're gonna have a better it's relationship. Gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do just want to make note of that because that's that's how it can feel and and um, I think at the heart of it, it's like just trusting your higher power and that whatever is supposed to happen, like whether you're supposed to be with. Sorry, I keep tapping. Um, <laughs> She's long beautiful engagement nails, nails right now. <laughs> um, whether you're supposed to be with that person and they're going to be sober and, you know, like, however the trajectory of, like, you want your life to go, like, that is up to your higher power in the universe. And, like, I think at the end of the day, it's just trusting that that is going to work out how it's supposed to. I think that is really hard. Yeah, for sure. Because I think, you know, kind of, like, 
even being able to believe in a higher power can be really hard for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Right. I mean, I didn't walk into Al-Anon for so long because I had a lot of um, a lot of confusion mm. with how things were worded. Right. And at the time, I was like, meh, 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 meh. like mm-hmm. I'm I'm against this, and I don't believe in that. And I think when I had nowhere else to, tr- I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a choice for me to go to Al-Anon. It was like kind of between, you know, mm-hmm. sanity and in like right. sanity or insanity. And I was, you know, closer to the insane part at the moment, and was like, I I need something, and. I had a really hard time with that and being able to kind of understand in what my higher power could look like. And when I started to, I think, inquire a little Mm. bit more and lead from a place of curiosity and not judgment, I was able to have, I guess, a more, like a better understanding of what those what higher power meant and I I I just want to say that continually because of my own struggle with that Mm -hmm. you know going into it um but yes now that I do have the relationship I do have with my higher power I will say that just it's just it feels I feel lighter knowing that everything is not on me all the time Mm -hmm. Right? right? Like, it's, I'm not the one, it's just, sometimes I have to whew, let it go mm-hmm. and know that my higher power right. has my best interest yep. because my higher power does. No mm-hmm. matter what the outcome is, mm-hmm. it's there right. because me and my higher power are a loving entity right. and right. it's just... And you have evidence for it, right? Yeah. Oh I my mean, God. That's, yeah. that's the thing is you start to see that even if you can't see it in the moment, like oh, reflecting back you start to see like that you have evidence for that you are always taken care of you know whether whether like where that comes from who it is like who's doing it like it doesn't that's that's your own you know interpretation and whatever but like I think at this point you know putting trust in that like I have been shown time and time again that like I will be taken care of and I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's hard to see that or understand that in the moment. But, you know, I think you just just keep on. Sorry, Sorry, guys. I'm finding something. It's really good. It's really, really good. Got it. Um, Okay. But, yeah. Oh, my God. This is so good. All right. Hi, everyone. Sorry. I had to find something. Um, So, I, a few months ago... I had a health crisis in my family and I kind of was having a really hard time with my relationship with my higher power and felt a lot of confusion and sadness and anger and I hadn't really been working my own personal program and I hadn't seen my sponsor and we finally met and um I just started crying and Mm -hmm. my sponsor being the incredible person that they are let me choose a card Um, I just want to read the front of the card so it says from my place of alignment I'll be inspired to achieve wonderful results and then the back says what you do in terms of action is far less important than the thoughts you think the way you feel your vibrational balance or the story you tell. When you take the time to find vibrational balance, the physical effort you apply will yield wonderful results. But there is not enough action in the world to compensate for that misaligned energy. Mm. From your place of alignment, you will feel inspired by the beneficial behavior, just as from your place of misalignment, you are inspired by detrimental behavior. And at the Mm. time, that was the exact thing I needed to hear because I was talking about how my energy just felt off I was Mm. feeling just weird I wasn't feeling like myself and then I pulled that card and I was like all right right, I know you're there all right we're back but I don't know all I can say is that it's working for me man (laughs) Mm -hmm. no right I think um that reminds me of something I heard in a podcast episode yesterday um 
it, the the line that like stuck out to me was this person said, "Where you put your fear, your fear grows." Mm. Which I just I know, it, and it sounds so obvious, but it's like it really is like what thoughts we think and like where we're focusing our energy and stuff is like what's gonna grow it reminds me of something my mom has always said to me and like you know if there is somebody you're worried about like just constantly worrying about them and like picturing them like from a fearful place of like oh well what if this happens like what if they do that like I can't help them with this like you know, she always told me, like, that's, that's, like, not, and this is woo-woo, but, like, that's, like, not good energy that you're sending them. Like, you're, you're picturing, like, the worst for them, and so she always told me, like, if there is somebody you're, you're worried about, like, picture them being protected and, like, in light and, like, you know, just send them love from a distance. Even they if, like, their you can They have their own higher power, exactly, and so you just, like, picture them with love and send them love like from a distance and you know I think I think there's a lot of truth to that and um in my experience like that's sort of what I started doing you know with with this person and um yeah. yeah no and I love that and I feel like Oh, God. I was so freaking angry, man. Mm. I was so angry. I started off with so much anger. I was like, are you for real? Like, really? Mm. You're doing this to me, right? And um, that wasn't helping anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? That wasn't helpful. Right. And once I kind of worked through that anger, it was like, but that anger was really coming from a place of fear. Right. And I didn't want to kind of admit that because once I admitted the fear, mm. I lost I lost my own control right. of my own, like, situation. I was like, oh, God, I, I have to be angry because when there's anger, I can – I feel slightly in control, mm. which f- now <laughs> feels kind of wild right. that I felt like that. But that was – how it was in the moment for me it was there was just a ton of anger and resentment and hatred and not understanding why just being Mm. so freaking confused oh my god it like takes me back to like you know feeling those those things and now I really I'm not in contact with this person anymore but I have a lot of um of empathy I just you Mm. know I'm like wow I really, I wish the best. Right. I wish health and happiness, and now I need to focus on myself. Right. And um, I think it's so normal to go through such an array of emotions because mm-hmm. there's a lot of grief attached mm-hmm. to this recovery. Mm-hmm. And whether it's grieving, you know, a loved one who passed, whether it's grieving a loved one who is not in their own recovery or who is there mm. and you're not with them anymore. I think, I think that grief is a really, it's very close to this program mm-hmm. and, um, there's a lot of emotions t- in, you know, entangled with a lot of that. And it's not easy mm-hmm. to go through. I felt like I was going through all of it right. the same time, mm-hmm. at, like every day. And I was like, is this like, is this how I should be living? Right. It felt just such. Oh God! It was. It felt impossible. It really did. And I just, I don't know. Think. I'm just so thankful for my right. higher power. Yeah. You right. know that I'm here and that um, I choose to keep going back for myself and right. I choose me. You know because. That's the only. That's the only one I. I do have a little control right. over is myself and right. my own actions, my own reactions, and um, I think communication is so is such a beautiful thing, and it's one of those things that I was not good at, mm-hmm. and I have I've always been not great at communication. I've always been a very like reactive, expressive person because that's how I thought that my needs could be met. And through therapy, through my recovery, I've really been able to work on that part of myself. So I can 
communicate with the loved ones in a way where I'm getting my needs met and they're also getting their needs met because not everyone wants to be yelled at shockingly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that didn't work for me. It never did, yet I kept doing it. It mm-hmm. was like doing the same thing and thinking the outcome would be different. Isn't yep, that literally the definition yep. of insanity? Yep. So, you know, I think once I realized that wasn't working yeah. for me, yeah. that's when I was at my, you know, that's right. when it was it for me. And I was like, wow, I need, I need something. Right. What, what can I, you know? Right, yeah, I know exactly. And I think, you know, I love that you're talking about, like, like how you did get there. Because, like, what you were saying, like, the anger and the frustration, like, that comes from being, you know, in a, in a relationship like that or being around somebody, you know, like that, like, I was just thinking about, like, how I, I would be, and it's so insane to think about, too, because, like, I am literally like also an alcoholic (laughs) and so the fact that I like didn't get it was wild like thinking back and um you know it it would just be like over and over like why like I don't understand like why you're doing this like why can't you just stop doing this Mm. and like just that that question over and over of why and um yeah and and just like the million questions that you do have for that person um that they're probably not going to be able to answer because addiction's a disease and there's not really like a solid answer of like why like we are the way we are and you know getting getting a million like I I remember like I would just be like well what about this? And like, why did this happen? And like, this is what you did to me. And like, I need you to understand what you did to me. And like, all of that was not helpful at all. And, um, I think like, just, just thinking about that, like, I think a big tool that can help in that situation when you have like a million questions of, you know, that you want to ask her, because I still do that today. Like if I, and I know, I know we're similar in the sense <laughs> that we're like, we want to know the answer to everything. Oh and like, God. sometimes people don't like want to necessarily go into everything and like, or yeah. don't know how to. And it's like, well, when I'm 85 <laughs> and you're just like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like you just, you want to know the answer to everything and I think, like, in, in that situation, like, going to Al-Anon, like, really helped, like, have not only a resource, but, like, understand sort of, I don't even know how, I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, if you have all these, like, unanswered questions that you're just, like, not getting the answers to, like, from that person, like, going to a 12-step program and, like, hearing what you need to hear or like hearing other people's experiences like kind of kind of not necessarily like answers all your questions but like it makes you realize that like none of that's important it's it's helped me let go of the outcome exactly and I think that's so incredible is that I can have I can have my anxieties I can Mm. have my I can have my feelings they're valid but I feel like when if I'm reading a piece of literature, if I'm going Mm. to a meeting, I come back and I'm like, wow, okay, what's going to happen? It's going to happen. You know, if it's meant to be cool, if it's not, I move on to the next thing. So I think letting go of that outcome has been life-saving for me because I'm not living in the constant wreckage of the future that hasn't happened yet Mm -hmm. that I've created in my own head. Mm oh my God, I'm yep. so good at doing that. Me too. And whenever I am kind of in that space, I know that I need to, I need, I need that emotional support. Yeah. I need to call a friend. I need to call my sponsor. I need to go to an Al-Anon meeting because I need, I need that group. I need that relief. Mm-hmm. And that takes, it takes the anxiety of tomorrow away. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I mean, forever grateful for therapy as well. I wouldn't be, you know, the person or, you know, but I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it wasn't for all of these different resources Mm -hmm. and all of these tools. And 
Ugh, yeah. I'm just so dang grateful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, I feel like a lot of times in those moments, like doing the things you know are going to be good for you, but you don't want to do. Yeah. Like doing what you don't want to do. Like hugging a tree sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. off my couch and go to hugging a exactly. tree. Exactly. And, and it, and it, I feel like it, it gets easier over time too. Yeah. Like your initial reaction in the beginning is not going to be to choose yourself. But then as you keep doing it over time, like it becomes more natural. And like in little tiny ways, Yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, I have this thing coming up next weekend and I just finally said no to it because mm. I'm going to love my elbow. You're hurts. getting better at that. <laughs> I, I'm getting better at saying no, can't do it. Sorry. Um, and it feels it's become less hard only because I've done it more often. And sometimes it still feels as hard as it was the mm-hmm. first time I said no. Mm-hmm. But I think the reminder of, oh, I've been here before. What decision has been the best thing, the best outcome for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm the best version of myself when I can show up for me first and choose myself first. Mm. And that is just... Thank God I'm aware of that now Mm -hmm. because my whole entire life until two years ago, I was making sure that everyone else was okay first Mm -hmm. and I was just driving myself a little bit crazy and I was like, wow, this isn't like a healthy way for me to continue to live my life. I, how, how am I supposed to be happy? Right. You know, like how am I supposed to like show up for me? Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking too, like, another, I think, I think another way of, like, being able to, and you can speak to this more than me, because I haven't done the 12 steps in Al-Anon, and also just to clarify for everybody, I know we say this on the episodes a lot, but in case you're just now tuning in, um, Al-Anon is a recovery program for the loved ones of alcoholics and addicts, and it's not, um, it's not the same as AA. Yeah. Um, they're both 12 step programs. So they're both based on, um, you know, 12 steps of recovery. So when Hannah Jean says her recovery, that means Al-Anon recovery, which I just always want to clarify. No, I I appreciate that. No, like you still, I mean, you don't, you know, you're not a heavy drinker, but like you're not sober. And so, um, I always want to clarify that for people so that they know, you know, like you don't have to be sober to be an Al-Anon. No, Um, my God, no. It's more for that support for when you are going through, you know, um, when you have a loved when one, you have a loved one, you know, that has in, a, yeah, that has, uh, that is either in recovery or not in recovery. Mm. And you were just, I don't know. I I'm going cause I need to be sane. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I find it. Right. And, and so what I was going to say is like, I think a big piece of being able to pull yourself away from, you know, having your happiness be dependent on that this other person um can can really result from like going through the the 12 steps yeah and and really which I know can sound overwhelming so like you know it doesn't have to like you know I I know some people say like you have to do that but I'm just saying like you know as our listeners know like this is a space where mm -hmm. Sierra and I just talk about our own experiences and we never want to to tell anyone yeah, what to do exactly. because we only have our own experiences and we're only able to, you know, kind of share what's worked for us. Right. And I think our only, the only reason we started detached mm-hmm. was because we, we just were having these incredible conversations and we were like, you know, it'd be super cool if we put this out and if someone resonated, that's right. awesome. Exactly. You know, yeah. and our intention was never, it's never been it has never been to like be like oh yeah you should do this right. you should do that it's right. always been like oh like this that's, is what we did this, and this is, is my experience yeah. and you know this is what's been great for me yeah. and hey if anyone ever wants a resource cool right reach out right and I think that's what's been so incredible about this is because we've been able to share our own our own experience strength mm-hmm. and hope right yeah exactly and because that's all we have mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I think we should probably say that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We should change our little, like, yeah, we should. intro. We That's should. a good idea. Okay. Um, but we just, you know, yeah. as our episode's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yeah, and that's all I was saying is that, you know, I think the 12 steps, whatever program you're in, like, really just helps you, like, focus on looking at yourself and, like, yeah. you know, your own your own journey and stuff and can kind of help, you know, mm. separate yourself a little bit just from, you know, your happiness being dependent on anybody else. And what I'll say to that is that those 12 steps are in that order mm. for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. And... I'm so grateful to have gone through them and I'm so grateful that I get to revisit them every Mm -hmm. single day for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life because they're not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's so, it's a beautiful thing. uh, Yes. Such a good episode. Uh, The whole thing. I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for everybody who listens. Like, I don't know. It's so cool. You guys, what's happening? <laughs> people are finding yeah, people us. People are finding it. It's so crazy to even think about. And not that we care about that. Like like we said, like, you know, I don't even know. A few months ago, we had, like, a total of, like, 11 people in our audience, which were like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to keep doing it. Like, yeah. we're still here. We're going to keep showing up. Um, but, yeah, we've gotten, like, a, a crap ton of new, like, yeah. listeners. And it's, um, it's so cool. Yeah, it's definitely, like, weirdly brought me a little more anxiety about sharing anything sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, we started this for yep. one single reason. Yep. And that's to share our experiences. And how cool is it that yeah. people get to ha- to hear that? Yeah. And maybe they resonate, maybe they don't, but maybe they keep coming back because mm-hmm. they're enjoying what we're talking right. about. And right. You know our beautiful tangents that yes. we that we love so much. <laughs> yeah. And you know Deja or June snoring yeah. in the corner. That's dog and cat. Yes. For children. Sorry yeah. if you yeah. didn't know. Um, but it's just it's so cool to kind of see because we're coming up on our one year anniversary. I know we are. We are. We have to get a, sh- we have to get a cake. Yes, we have to get a cake. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like wild. Like just, just the thought of like other people and like, you know, thank you to the people that have reached out to us. Like it feels amazing. It's so great. Yeah. I can't even like a little bit of imposter syndrome there. Like, but, um, we're, we're so glad that we can be like a support and a resource. The imposter syndrome thing is like, how can we be imposters when oh, we're literally we've talking lived. about yeah, our own experience? You know? But that's no, true. I to- I totally yeah. understand yeah. that. I mean, it's so, it's so like crazy yeah. to see the difference of yeah. where we started and where we mm-hmm. are now. Because I think we should like repost our little like speech mm-hmm. from. Um, oh yeah, you know because when we, we first had started it, yeah. we like had a little like release yeah. party with yeah. like a few of our close friends yeah. and. It's just how amazing is that we get to show up for ourselves, you know, every week or every two weeks and talk about things that have made such a wild difference Mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. And just some some weeks we show up just the amount that we were able to. Right. And I think the fact that we keep we keep doing it mm-hmm. is so massive yeah. because you know life happens mm-hmm. we both work full time yeah. we're both you know going working our own recoveries mm-hmm. and we're showing up for ourselves to do this because yeah. we made this commitment to like yeah. our to each yeah. other and right. that's just so right. freaking cool and it's, it's really cool and it's really cool seeing that people are actually benefiting from it like that's that's all we wanted um was just you know, one person to listen to it and it to resonate and it's, it's huge. So, um, thank you to the people that have expressed yeah. their, you know, thank you to everyone, everybody like for we, listening. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. just, we're so grateful for all of you. Yeah. We're, all, we're so grateful for this community. Yeah. It's so cool. And, you know, it's actually been a year since the podcast was born since Ooh, the idea yeah, came yes. about because we started in last October we oh started talking about it. And sorry, I mean, we freaking kicked it into high gear, like, from October to January. Yeah. Do you remember, like, the moment? Yeah. I remember. Oh, we were sitting right there on your couch. And you were like, we should start a podcast. (laughs) We should start a podcast. And you were like, we we should. We should. We should. Yeah. And I don't know. It was such a cool moment. It was such a cool moment. And, oh, I'm just, I'm so grateful for all of the things that have happened in my life. Because I wouldn't be mm. here today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the person I am today if every single event yep. 
didn't happen. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that's just... There's so much gratitude in that. So much. Of, like, all the hard things. All the really hard things that we talked about today is what got us to where we are now. And it's so beautiful. And I'm so... (laughs) Thanks, guys, like, for listening to our our rambling. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. And also, thanks for, like, putting up with our you know, mediocre audio, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. you know, where it gets too loud, <laughs> really quiet, and, you know, uh, we appreciate We'll never stop yes. laughing, so. <laughs> yes, and maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll, we'll be able to make this a little more fine-tuned, but for now, but if, if thanks not, for putting up with it, and thanks for it. still listening, and yeah, we love oh. you guys so much. What a good episode. What a good episode. All right, thank you guys. We'll see you soon. All right, bye. Bye.